everyone, this is episode 30 of Neural Time. Welcome back. Here with me is the preseason crazy for the Houston Dynamo, Eric OSG. Eric, say hello. What's up, y'all? You know, optimistic soccer guy this year, I think. Optimistic soccer guy. I'm looking forward to it, man. Like I said, preseason crazy. We got a lot to look. We got a look. Yeah. A lot to look forward to, man. So, hey, did you see Ache Ache's picture today working out? Bro looks sexy. Do you see him? On oh IG? yeah, yeah. But I don't. I don't think he beats Coco though. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> what I've seen, because that game on Saturday, I know. I know it's just preseason, but man, Coco is. It's. It's hungry, man. And he's gonna eat that MVP award <laughs> this year. He's gonna get it. He's gonna get it, and then we're gonna sell him. And that's fine. You know what? Whatever he brings uh, <laughs> back to the team. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. And. <laughs> We got definitely a couple things to talk about. Thankfully, it's not a, a Dynamo offseason recap like last time. That's going to last us an hour and a half. Hopefully, we, we can get to shorten that for a good chunk since we don't have to talk about the preseason now and a couple more things before the season starts this weekend. And I'm, I'm kind of shocked that it's already the season's just this weekend, you know? Like, the offseason just flew by like that and all the Dynamo news just came and went. And it was, it's insane how much the team has changed and what to look forward to in next season. Oh man, I'm I'm ready, man. I'm ready. The big the big overhaul happened like we like like we were promised. The big overhaul happened and you know, we we got to see the preseason game against Dallas obviously and we have a lot to look forward to. We're not we're not MLS Network and all those 12 experts, we're not looking forward to your predictions. We don't care. You know, Tom Bogart. Damn it. I like you, bro. Andrew Weeby, whatever. And the rest of you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Could have been better, man. It could have been better. (laughs) Yo, they're not going to predict us like, like, over the playoff line, at least until they see us like perform well, and it's been proven time and time again that uh, when whenever people just make the, those counter predictions, like there's always those teams that either perform above expectations, and the predictions are pretty much meaningless. And I feel like for the Dynamo, obviously, when it comes to like the national media and like people that know about soccer, especially when it comes to MLS. They're not paying attention to the Dynamo, but at the same time, the Dynamo will have to prove the results, you know. And and that's just one of those things that we have to take take into account. Like obviously we have like a new team and we're pretty optimistic about it. But at the same time, we have to keep in mind that not everyone that knows about soccer in the States is gonna think the Dynamo are like a number the number one team in the West right away, you know. Or at least like improved on paper. And no, even though, like, it, on paper, like, it, it does look like it? Yeah, what were you going to say? No, I get that. I get that. Because, I mean, they claim to be experts, so at the same time. And they're paying attention to every team. And they and everybody saw what we did last year. We didn't do much. But we competed and gave up a lot of games at the end. And now we just overhauled our roster. And they predicted us to be in the same exact position. Like, come on, bro. Like, With that, on. I agree for sure. That I feel like we're gonna be in a different position this year, uh, just based on our changes and the fact that, like, it's still pretty early. But 
there's definitely gonna be Obviously. like positive results just 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 based on the on the talent that we brought into that first team. But yeah, and it's just a matter of just proving people wrong at this point. And it's up to the first team, which I feel like they can definitely do. We gotta prove them wrong. We gotta prove them wrong. The the hashtag uh, hold it down is back. So let's bring it and bring the nasty as well. So oh yeah, what we what we got going it's, on tonight, man? It, <laughs> Yeah, so we are going to go through a couple things. Obviously, uh, we're going to do the preseason review. Essentially, we're going to go through all the six games that the Dynamo played, the three in Mexico and the three in the States. And obviously, like, it's going to be a little bit tricky to review the games in Mexico because we never got official word on on like the, even the final score or who played. We only have like rumors on our end. And as for... The, the games in the States, we do have like at least some official accounts uh, for that. Obviously, the final score and at least some of the players that play that game. And and yeah, we're going to go through those uh, right away. We're also going to talk about a little bit of the news that happened for Dynamo last week before uh, the scrimmage. And we're also going to talk a little bit more about the season opener against Cincinnati on the road and also a couple more predictions and Twitter questions as well. Yeah, man, I agree. Let's 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 get into the preseason, and I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna kind of predict the first twelve games of the season, and and then just kind of like where are we at right now, where we're gonna finish to to finish the season at the same time, and we'll obviously have to come back to this later on in the season and just see if our predictions are right, or make fun of ourselves, or or throw ourselves under the bus at the same time. But, yeah, I'm excited, man. It's We are, what, five days away from opening day? I'm ready. We're going yep, to be wearing orange in Cincinnati since they changed from orange to blue, So, uh, which is sad because we want to see our Bio City kits. We didn't get to see them much last year. But let's go. Let's get into it, I guess. Well, yeah, let's get into it. Um, and, yeah, like I said, we're going to start with a preseason review. Uh, we're going to start with the first three games uh, in Mexico. And that originally being, I guess, uh, Deportivo Toluca. But uh, that scrimmage got changed to a scrimmage against Club America, one of the biggest clubs in Mexico. And and like I said, we don't have official work for the club. Like This is just based on the, on the rumored uh, final scoreline. Either that or it was posted by the official club back in Mexico. And we do know that the uh, Dynamo for Club America... They reportedly lost six to one against Club America, and for me, it's a little bit tricky because we don't know if um, the full team started back then, or if there was like some uh, sort of experiment going on uh, for the duration of the scrimmage. But, but yeah, I would say six to one is a bad, kind of a bad scoreline right away, and depending how you look at it. But like I said, we don't know much about what happened in that game. <laughs> Well, look, look, let's let's base it off the video that Club America posted, and and off the video, uh, Dorsey started on the left side, and we had our we had our normal back four. Uh, I think Escobar was on the right. Uh, it was Bartlow who has started a lot of our preseason games, and Hadevi, and then of course it was some of the other the other guys starting. But uh, it was three to one at halftime, according to the video that we saw where. Our starters gave up three, and we scored one. And the one, uh, crap, I don't even remember who the one was. That was so long ago. Dang it! Oh yeah, it's. I don't think, even remember. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was uh, a Fer, a Sebastian Ferreira Sebas. Either him 
or someone. No, that else. was in the that was it, against the Talaxia game. Uh, oh, God. right, right. And maybe it, it was Baird. My answer, uh, whenever we go back to like goal scored in Mexico, my answer is always going to be Corey Baird. I'm going to leave it okay. like that because I, it's, I feel it, like we don't have like a, a lot of information available. So I'm, no. for all the games in Mexico, I'm, I'm just going to say all the goals were scored by Corey Baird. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it was, I think it was Corey Baird in the first game too. And, and like I said, it was three to one in the first, in the first half when the starters were in, I don't think the starters played much after the second, after the start of the second half, or even if they started the second half. So three to one club America and club America's in, in season in form. Granted, they didn't play their starters. They played their backups. So they played the guys who not getting actual playing time. So, you know, whatever, but there's the, you know, they're still informed. This was our first game together trying to get some cohesion. So we, we, you know, whatever, we can't talk shit. And then uh, the dose players were put in in the second half and they gave up three more goals and lost three to nothing to whatever squad America put in. That's basically what we can figure out. So six to one, Club America, you know, whatever. That's good. You know, we go down there and we're having fun and we put up a fight. Baird's, I, I, we'll, we'll just say Baird scored. Corey Baird scored all the goals. And, and yes. All the goals. <laughs> and uh, all all the goals, especially uh, the next game against Rascala FC, our second division team in Mexico. And that's where the Dynamo actually beat them 2 0. And even though I said like Corey Baird scored all the goals, like obviously, uh, Seba scored one of the goals here, but, but yeah, right. And there's, there's, there is some accounts posted by, like, essentially, like some play-by-play accounts at least from the Tlaxcala Twitter accounts, and mostly just for like their their own side of things. But that's how we know the score line, uh, pretty much. But, but yeah, I don't know if you want to add something else to this. Nah, man. I mean, there's not much to add. That's the second team, Mexican team, and and we came out. And we it looks like we played a lot better. We won two to nothing. Sebastian Vidal did score. And hold on, yeah, actually, you know what? It was a great cross from Hector Herrera to Corey Baird. Corey Baird plays Sebastian Fidea and Fidea just one taps it in to the goal. So yes, of course, so, you know, yeah, so, it, looking good. And <laughs> an assist uh, from Corey Baird is a goal in my book, you know, and yeah. That's how it is, and and yeah, obviously Dynamo take the two or nothing win in the second scrimmage in Mexico, and the last scrimmage in Mexico was against Pumas, first division side. I'm sure everyone knows, and it was a scoreless draw that one. Unfortunately, Corey Baird did not score a goal there. Unfortunately, unfortunately, but you know, at zero zero for the third game of the season, uh, we not surprised. We we took it and we were happy with that and. Uh, it showed that we were playing better, even though, of course, again, we did not get much highlights or much video from it. But from going to Mexico and just doing, you know, doing what we did, we won one, we lost one, we tied one, 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 one. I shit, I can't complain. This is a brand new friggin' team. Fifty percent of the team is brand new. One, 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 one. Our record in Mexico this year. Yeah. But yeah, and and pretty much that's how the Dynamo closing out in Mexico. And from there, they will just go ahead and move on to preseason in Fort Lauderdale, uh, where they will play Montreal Impact and Columbus Crew, respectively. And first, they did play Montreal Impact, and that's when we pretty much started getting like official work from the club what happened in those games. Either that or just like the official scoreline or some like pictures of who, who was playing, at least, or so, at least we can somewhat estimate what happened in that game. And... 
for the for the first game in Fort Lauderdale or like a fourth uh, preseason scrimmage, uh, the Dynamo uh, drew Montreal impact to the two. And for the most part, what we know from this game is that uh, the starters played for 75 minutes and before being subbed out. And they were leading by two goals to one. And those two goals uh, scored by Thor and Ivan Franco, our newest, one of the new signings. And essentially, right, right after the fifth minute, that's when Montreal uh, drew the game. And that's how we ended up things. And and yeah, like I was obviously the, it wasn't streamed or anything. That was just like the official word from the from uh, the club. And I obviously like to see my own preseason games before I make my own judgment. But but yeah, I don't know if you want to add anything to this. No, uh, I mean there's not much in to add. We were happy that that uh, Thor scored early, but obviously uh, we heard Montreal scored first. Thor retaliated right back, and and then you know it it uh, the first teamers were in. Uh, we 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 scored the second goal, and then we made our subs at like the seventieth minute, I think it was, and then our our second team is the one who gave up the last the last goal at the last minute. So, you know. Uh, it's it's okay. It's okay. They need they need their time. And Montreal's a brand new team. They lost a lot of players. They're trying to work back at it. So you know, I'm I'm happy with that result. We looked good, and we're improving at that moment. Yes. And after that game, we went ahead and played Columbus Crew, our last game in Fort Lauderdale before going back to Houston. And that game, we drew one one against uh, one of the. A somewhat more solid teams in in the Eastern Conference, and and actually this is not a lie. Corey Baird scored uh, the tying goal <laughs> off a penalty off a penalty kick, and it, it was pretty good. And it kind of like we'll, we'll kind of see that again against the scrimmage uh, against FC Dallas, and uh, and I I don't have anything else to add to this, but I, I will see. Uh, compared to what the club has shared, I found it interesting because the club did not share, or at least like publicly have like a review of that scrimmage available compared to the game against Montreal. Right. But, but yeah, you thought it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, nothing to tell from there. We can move on from that game. It was just a, just a, a regular game. Nothing happened in there. Nothing special. Just a kind of just a, the guys getting back at it and still getting into better form. And then they move on to the last game. Yep. And this is the one worth talking about because this was the only scrimmage that was actually streamed and we were able to watch uh, this past Saturday. And and at least for me, this this scrimmage was pretty good. I, I, I was pretty entertained and I was like trying to lower my expectations because it was just preseason and I would see uh, FC Dallas may have like a different approach to it. But at the same time, I was kind of happy with like the way the Dynamo played that scrimmage. Uh, they ended up uh, beating FC Dallas two to nothing, uh, uh, with like some pretty interesting goals. Uh, like that goal, uh, the first goal was initially credited to uh, Coco, but it looked more like it. Steris kind of scored it because it was like a little um, a deflection going on there, but it, it was a good set play either way. That one and also another penalty kick coming out of Corey Baird, which was fantastic, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, they gave Coco's goal away to Baird, and I think VAR was involved on that game in that call where they decided that it, it was a tap in for for Baird, and but that's okay, that's okay. He was, I mean, not Baird for Stairs. Yeah, you know, you know that's yep. okay. Stairs was 
I mean, on the goal line at that point. So he's he's getting in there trying to score from a right back position. So I'm I mean, which was weird, which was weird for him playing right back. But I I get it because everybody's hurt. Escobar, Escobar, who who knows what he has? A hamstring is what we'll just call it because he's possibly going to be back and ready for this game. Uh, Dorsey's still out. He he's obviously not going to be ready. Brad Smith has cleats on, but he didn't get to play, so he won't be ready for game one. So uh, Bandicus is not here yet, so obviously he's not going to be ready for game one. Smith played well on the left, so I mean that's a uh, you know what what we did that game was 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 pretty freaking awesome. Sebastian, Padilla, Thor are out with. Uh, visa issues we don't know what's going on there hopefully they're trying to get to their green cards this is going across the entire league so hopefully they're going to be back this week and ready for the cincinnati game right now there's no word on that as we're recording on a monday night at 7 30 there's no word on this uh whether they're going to be back or they're going to be ready or they're going to be available for the game uh no clue yet they're not at practice as far as we can understand but uh, Going to be interesting. Corey Bear plays striker. Uh, Bassi on the left, or Bassi on the right, Franco on the left. I forget which it was. Uh, and Arthur was playing center, center D, uh, D back, or D mid, sorry. And he just sat back and just kind of, just kind of sat back and just played defense a little bit. It was a little disappointing, but I'm okay with it. Franco? Hmm. Ivan Franco, bro. You need to, Milk does a body good. Milk does a body good, man. Time to get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There, there, I mean, there's still time, but I'm, at the same time, you're right. It, it, it's, it's, we still got time, you know. We're, we're going to get that thing going, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but check your phone. And then Amin Basi. Amin Basi, to me, he, he looked he looked pretty good. He he looked pretty good, and um, uh, I liked uh, the movement that he could. And I really, I really appreciate midfielders who they they don't go wide. This is the Fafa effect. They don't go wide. They draw. They they take on the defenders and they go in. They go into the middle of the field, and then like you either can take a shot or you you've got that that little short pass you can make to to try to to try to finish off that, that friggin' into the box and and so I, I like everything that's going on. Oh yeah, and obviously one of my main highlights and I, I figured you guys know that as well, that Coco played a uh, one hell of a game and I'm I'm kinda gonna have it's kind of a disclaimer because uh this has a scrimmage and and obviously like the the approach from SC Dallas might be, might have been like different for what they were looking for, but at the same time, it's it's just in, like the way he just plays and that uh, gets uh gets on those passing channels and just moves up with like um uh, the the forward line or at least the final third. It's I think it's great and and just coming off of, of an even though like last season it was pretty bad like at least when it comes to the team as a whole, like he. He's he's just an outstanding player and definitely one of the best players on the team, if not if not the best. And and yeah, I'm just looking forward to this this year in particular. Dude, Coco looked great. He looked great in form, ready to go. The man's on a mission, and he looked 
great. And we need him to look great because he's going to be kind of that 10 sort of. He's going to be that guy pushing up. He's going to be the one taking those shots, putting those assists in. Uh, Achi Achi will do him from a little bit of a distance, but he's going to be the guy that's pushing. Achi, you're back. Achi Achi will sit. We'll sit in the middle of the field, and Archer, Archer, you know, uh, Ben Olsen's going to tell him to push a little further than what he did against Dallas. But at the same time, when you're playing, when you're playing Dallas and those three, those three forwards they have, that's that's dangerous. So it, it worked out that Archer played right there and just sat back and chilled, and and in the end, it was two nothing. And and then what did Velasco, what did Fidea, and what did Ariola do that entire game? They had a couple of attempts, but otherwise they were quiet. They were ghosts, bro. That I was impressed. I was very impressed by what we did that game, even though it was a preseason. I'm not going to put too much of that because we played our roster, they played their roster, and and it's just a uh, too bad it was a preseason and not a real game because otherwise we'd be super freaking hype, super freaking hype. But I'm oh, yeah. ready for the <laughs> season now, man. No, yeah, and and defensively speaking, I thought Dynamo played very well defensively, and especially coming out of the first twenty minutes of the game, I feel like um, uh, Ethan Bartlow at least was like sitting back and was taking a beating early on, but at the same time, yeah. like as it, as the game grew and past the second half, I felt like he improved um, well there, and I was particularly impressed by Tate Schmidt because I felt like he was getting involved in in the offensive more often and. He, he, I feel like he can definitely be useful for us, a useful piece. Um, Dynamo uh, recently signed him uh, as a free agent uh, very late into the offseason, and pretty much just like before this game, actually. I think it was announced on Thursday or Friday, if I'm not mistaken. But he was pretty much um, on, on the like on the of the Dynamo. He was training with the, with the Dynamo for a while now, and, from, and reportedly the Dynamo were impressed, and they decided to sign him up. And especially... He's going to be pretty an important piece. I'm mostly, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the the many issues on 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 the starting eleven uh, by season opener. But uh, pretty much Eric did mention that we are still going through a, a couple issues with like injuries and visa, particularly uh, Dorsey and Franco Escobar. And attachment is going to be extremely useful for us. I feel like, and it could also be like one of the dark horses for for the team. So we'll see how that goes. But I was particularly impressed by by Tejman. He's going to be a big help, and he looked great. And he was involved in the team. He was he had a it looked like a couple of assists, but they didn't score off of him. So I, I like what Tate Smith's going to do. He's going to be an attacking left left back, and you know uh, that means Brad Smith needs to work on his knee and come back strong. Dorsey on the right, Escobar on the right. You know who else? So Vanderkus. I don't think we need him no more. Schmidt is good. So said <laughs> <laughs> Vanderkus. No, we 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 need. <laughs> We need the, we need Javencio, man. We need Javencio yeah. because the season's gonna be extremely long. And yeah, need, yeah, you're, you're right. Play, yeah, <laughs> let, let, let's play, let's play them all. We don't have we don't have Lundy no more. Who's gonna start every single game? So you're right. Let's let those three yeah. get out there and play. And Escobar and Dorsey can trade sides on the on the right side. You know, and 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 like you said, Bartlow was shaky at the beginning of the game. But but you know you're playing the Dallas first team and then he 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 put it he put it to rest he put it to rest and he played well every cross that came in the box was his head on the ball 
which was great. And let's let's throw Hadebi in there. Hadebi was not oh, yeah. dangerous, dude. He was there. He was focused. He, you know, he made he he was decisive on what he was going to do. And that's a difference from what we what we seen last year. Granted, this was a preseason game, so we can't hold it to too much doubt. But it was a a, a good example of what they're expecting. And y'all. Y'all, eighty percent of y'all said Stares is starting over Bartlow. <laughs> Bartlow is starting <laughs> over Stares at that center right back, and it's going to be Bartlow and it's going to be Hadebi, and it needs to be that way. And not talking crap about Stares. Stares is going to be a leader. He's going to be a role player. He's going to fit in. He's going to come into into the games and and secure the win or secure the draw, whichever, or fill in on the right back like he did against Dallas. And just he's going to be a player, and he's, he fits in. That's what makes him a leader, and that's why Ben Olsen said he is a leader, and, and he belongs here on the team, and that's why they resigned him. And But Bartlow earned it and deserves it. Said it here. I've been saying it for the past three months. Oh, yeah. you haven't and, heard me. <laughs> I mean, and just going back to – all the preseason games and pretty much all the pictures that we got from the the scrimmages in Mexico, uh, it's just it's just pretty clear that at this point, Dynamo just regard uh, Ethan Barla as a starter, like at least over Steris because as teenage, he's from what I've seen so far, he's still like a useful piece for them. Particularly, I see also see teenage as a player that and you've probably seen against FC Dallas and last season that he just comes up and just uh, joins the, the team up, up top, you know. It just being like a, a different piece, not only just for like a corner kicks and all that, or like set pieces, but like he just comes out whenever he wants, and and that and that's pretty good sometimes. Obviously, in you 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 can't just do that on, on any given situation, but at the same time, I just gotta love how teenage just love to be involved on top and just like distribute the ball and just help out. That's what I appreciate about teenage a lot, and I just hope that he just doesn't go crazy. And or just like do some something reckless and just cause the team goals, you know. That that's my only worry with teenage. But at the same time, I'm pretty excited. He's a dangerous center back, man. He's a dangerous center back. And he likes to get involved in up front. So Barlow's going to hold back, and teenage is going to he's going to get him teenage three goals this season. Three goals, one off a corner, man. one off a friggin' <laughs> rebound, and then I don't know where the other one's coming from, but teenage teenage is going to be, he's there and he's going to control himself. No red cards for teenage this season predicted. Man. Well, we, we have to say the ball <laughs> predictions, man, but I, okay, but I, I know for a fact, I know, I know for a fact, this isn't your boldest prediction. So you're, no. you're, you're good right now, but yeah. All right. All right. You're right. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Let's go ahead and move into the news that happened at the week. Uh, leading up to uh, the season opener, uh, this being last week. And we did get a handful of news last week, uh, particularly when it comes to like the first team roster. And the Dynamo essentially announced the signings of uh, Mikael, uh, the, uh, one of the center backs that was uh, more involved with Dynamo 2 last year, and also uh, Mujib Urana to a homegrown deal, and also the, the signing of Tate Schmitz uh, a little bit before the FC Dallas game. And also from there, uh, they also announced that uh, Michael Nelson, uh, the KD native uh, goalkeeper that was with Dynamo for a handful of seasons, uh, was let go, essentially just away from the first team. And this this all to talk about, particularly when it comes to Mikael Amujib and also Tate Schmidt and also Michael Nelson for just contributing for this team for a long time. But 
we can start definitely with uh michael nelson because i really like just appreciate michael nelson uh, like obviously uh starting the season and bringing in andrew child tarbell it was going to be like pretty difficult for michael nelson to just keep his as at least his, his place on the first team at least even as a second string or third string goalkeeper because of uh valdez and and yeah, it's just unfortunate, honestly. And I definitely just like to thank him for like pretty much everything that he has gone through with this team. Obviously, the rough years have passed us, but but yeah, I just I just like him as a player, as a person too. I only met him a couple of times in the stadium, and, and yeah, I'll, I'll miss I miss him for sure. But obviously, it was gonna be tough for him to keep that spot on, on the first team. Man, the only thing I say is I don't know if Tarball's any better than Nelson, but Nelson didn't didn't do what he was supposed to do for us and uh you gave him a lot of props right there so i'm gonna leave it at that and not dog the dude because <laughs> once a dynamo always a dynamo oh yeah for sure that's that's always true but yeah and let's go ahead and talk a little bit about uh mikhail uh, he was born in last year and for the most part he saw minutes with dynamo too and i feel like he earned it uh the the call to the first team and I feel like we're gonna see him a lot, especially as a rotation player. Uh, either him or just like trying to uh, ha- add competition to that's the starting role, or yeah, at least just like uh, uh, sorry, part of the rotation squad. And and yeah, this was essentially rumored for like several months now, a little bit in the middle of the off season, and it's the 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 official announced it just now. And I'm I'm guessing they were having issues with like the papers with his parent club back in Brazil. Or essentially just like at visa issues, maybe, but it's it, it just took visa. a while, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> the damn pretty much. Visa. Yeah, probably it was probably the visa for sure, but but yeah, it was just interesting that it took this long uh, to announce, but but it's official now. Thank God, because he was one of the ones that we enjoyed at Down at Dose, and when he came up and played for the first team that one that one game, and he looked well. He only played for a half, uh, you know, and. Uh, Hadebi, who how he's dangerous, and Mikel's kind of the same body type and left-footed as well at the same time. So he's going to be Hadebi's backup, you know. And, and again, what you said, as many games as we're going to play this season, 34 regular, two League Cups plus some, hopefully, uh, you know, and the Open Cup as well mixed in there. Uh, he's going to get he's going to get plenty of time and get plenty of opportunity if he performs well, you know. Shoot. That's a that's a bonus for us. That's a bonus for us. A lot of people want to get rid of Davy just because he's a DP, and you know if if Mikel can do what he can do, uh, there's your answer right there. But uh, I support Mikel. I support Davy. I support Bartlow, and you know Stairs backing up Bartlow. I look forward to what Mikel can do on the field against the first teamers. Oh yeah, and. Uh, obviously, they're added. They're added, they keep adding more defensive players, and obviously, and one of those players being Ambuji Burana. Uh, he was signed up to a homegrown deal. Ambuji um, is a, a Dynamo Academy product, uh, coming off a good stint with Dynamo Two as well. And obviously, this is one of those players that, uh, like with Mikael, he just uh, performed above expectations on like incredible first season for Dynamo Two, uh, making playoffs on their first year. If, if I'm not mistaken, on second place or third place, uh, from of uh, the playoff line, and and yeah, like um, Uji Murana was one of those players that I also like to see on 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 Dynamo two, and especially that last game, 
I guess fifty thousand if I remember correctly, but but yeah, like it's this is passion all around, and also for me, I'm I'm pretty happy about that, mostly just because it's it's one of those signings that is from the pipeline, just starting from the Dynamo Academy, leading up to Dynamo Two, and getting enough enough minutes with the second Dynamo Two that Emerson must spot on the first team. Um, I don't think I'll see him uh, Mujiburana playing a lot to start the season. Maybe like. Along the way, he gets more opportunities, but I think at least for me, it's not clear. But uh, what what I can say for sure is is depending on like the issue with like uh, the injuries or the visas, I feel like we might be seeing um, Mujib on like being benched uh, for the time being. Right. No, I agree. I agree with that. You know, like he he did great for Donna Donna Dose, and he's a fan favorite. He he plays well. People were predicting that he might make the first team roster before all these other players were added. Now that we have the injuries and the injuries, we don't know how long they're going to be into the enter the season. We'll probably see him on the bench for the first game, maybe the second game. After that, he goes back to Dose, and he he's gonna he's gonna get plenty of playing time for dose and open cups. He may see some time or he'll be back on the bench as well. Uh, I don't see much playing time for him with the first team right now with, with uh, as, 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 as much left backs and right backs as we got, but uh, we, we look forward to it. And, you know, of course we're going to root for him at the same time. Oh yeah. And the last player the Dynamo did sign like, or like the latest signing for a Dynamo being Tate Schmitz. Uh, this was announced a little bit before uh, the scrimmage against FC Dallas, and like I said, Dynamo took uh, took an eye on him for a very long time, and they ended up signing him uh, over the course of the offseason. And this is a player that that came out of 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 RSL, pretty much just as, as a left back that can also play up top on on the wing. And I feel like this is pretty interesting, and just from the minutes that I've seen uh, with uh against FC Dallas, and probably from what what the the Dynamo have. I pretty much just caught up on him during the preseason. I feel like he can bring in a lot to the table, uh, especially a player like, like Tejman is going to be extremely useful when it comes to the, uh, the the regular season and rotating players out. And I feel, yeah, he's going to have a big role here, I feel like. Dude, no, I, I agree. He played well for RSL. He's got some highlights if you go back and look. One of the big highlights is the snow game where he gave a great assist or he scored, whichever one it was. And, you know, uh, man... Uh, he uh, he he trialed for Seattle first this season, and then I guess they cut him, and then we picked him up and trialed him here. And he he fits in. He fits in. Of course, we have some injuries, so it made it easier for us to to bring him in and trial him out too at the same time. But he's come in and he's performed. He performed against Columbus. He was involved in the in the game against Columbus, and then he was involved in the game against Dallas. And so. Uh, I'm I'm happy that we were able to find this guy. We picked him up, and we didn't watch him on YouTube, or Pat didn't watch him on YouTube. So uh, <laughs> I'm I'm happy with this. So now we got three lefts, and we got three rights. So we got the depth that we've been asking for over there. Just, yeah, uh, just, just yep. need him not to be injured. Yeah, we need, we need less injuries and and visa issues now because. Yeah, we can now go ahead and talk about the season offer against Cincinnati uh, this weekend. And there's a a few things going on. Uh, One of those being, like we mentioned, the issues with the the visas and the injuries. And not having a lot of clarity when it comes to what starting 11 is going to look like. Because it's going to depend on who's going to be available, like even on game day. And 
and there's just like a lot of variables going around and obviously from what we have seen against fc dallas like i feel like there's a definitely a good chance that most of those players are going to end up starting that game uh, aside from a couple uh, changes here and there but but yeah it really depends on what happens or which players are available that day. Like this is a lot of weird things going on. Like in the last couple of weeks of the season for Dynamo, that it's just it's it's it, it makes things murky. At least for for us fans to predict, really. Well, let's I mean let's just put it out there. So visas, visas are obviously a problem right now, and it's going across the league. It's not just with the Dynamo, but Sebastian Badea, Thor or Boston, uh, Vanderkus is still not here, but. Seabass uh, and Thor are both having a, a visa issues, whatever you want to call them. And from what we can understand, from what little, little, very friggin' little information we got, it, it they may be getting their green cards. And obviously, they have what five, four days. They have four days to get those things settled down to where they're not international players on our roster, which would be a friggin' bonus. And probably yep. something that Pat planned on. But not only do we need them to hurry up and get that resolved in the next four days, we need them for the first game, the opener. We're playing at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a is a runner-up on the east side of the Western Conference, or east side of the Eastern Conference. And, you know, Philly's Philly, but Cincinnati is up there in the two, three, or four position, and they they're going to make a run. So we we need our we need our best team to start the season so that you know we don't go in there and get beat too bad and have the fans start throwing up and throwing a fit. This is not the Dynamo, like, or this is the Dynamo. Whatever, like we we got to calm them down because we got a few of those. But oh, yeah. it'll be it's, and, it'll be interesting. And and there's definitely reason to worry. I guess it's Cincinnati. Uh, they're definitely one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference last year. And heading into this year, obviously they made their own signings and they are on the right track to just be a threat across the league. And this is what is going to be one of, straight up one of the best tests for Dynamo, especially this early season, and see who is actually up to form and what actually works, especially in the sub situations. And and yeah, like just and just going back to what you said about the. The issue with the visas and the internationals, uh, the like you said, Dynamo do have until Friday to essentially have either the green cards ready or have enough international spots available uh, off the market uh, to essentially have like all the players on the roster. Uh, because if not, then um, the players that they essentially acquired, um, they they pretty much won't be able to use them until um, pretty much until the season's over because um, the the it's part of the the roster guidelines and that are in place in the league. And, and yeah, it's just a very worrisome, but obviously, uh, um, you know, that Asher and Pat are going to take care of that uh, at all costs because essentially you bring in all these players, you got to play them at some point. So might as well, you have to use the resources that are needed. And if they, if they end up getting green cards, much better. But, but yeah, it's, we'll see how that goes because it looks, it looks pretty messy over there. Much better, and we have to rely on Pat and Asher, who they wouldn't have made these moves if they didn't, if they weren't confident that the, the international spots would come back to them. As far as like players getting their green cards, and maybe they they obviously knew something about this and probably hoped it didn't take this long. So 
Uh, I'm Sebastian Fidea and Thor, hurry up and come back and show us those green cards, please. Hurry up. Yeah. We we know the need those positions, and you know, going back to Cincinnati, they have Brendan Vasquez and, and Brenner and uh, Acosta, not the Acosta from LA, but uh, you know, they have a they have a, a quite a brilliant attack over there in Cincinnati, and they're not the wooden spoon team from the past couple years previous to last year. And they're going to bring their game, and they they got brand new blue jerseys. They're not they're not the Dynamo orange no more. Thank God. So uh, we're going to be wearing our orange on Saturday because they're wearing blue and they got some black shoulders. So uh, the jersey you see Andreas in right now is not the jersey we're going to wear again on the road. But whatever, maybe we'll get to wear it one <laughs> day one day but yeah i mean I, I i don't know this one this game is going to be this is going to be hard it's our first game we're playing for real you know and uh, looking at it man it's it's hard to say but you know I, i'm seeing a, a they're going to score first we'll score to back them up and then i think they get two goals late and they win three to one and that's not too set a standard for what the rest of the season is going to look like. Cause I do not, I do not believe that's how the season's going to look. We're playing Cincinnati in the first game. Cincinnati's at home. They're going to sell their stadium out. We do have some surge members going to the game. So hopefully that'll be loud enough to get the, the team on point, but this is definitely going to be a tough, tough opening day. Yep. And I mean, you said it and it's going to be a tough game for that. I'm I feel just a, Definitely be chance uh, they lose this one out, uh, mostly just because of uh, the the team they're gonna have on the field. But it's it it really depends because it's like I said, it's unclear what situation is right now and how the team is gonna look like uh, even after we record this episode. But I feel like it's it's gonna be a good test for them and especially what what they can have on the field. Uh, might as well just have like have it as an experience to see. How the team can stand up like against like uh some of the um roughest team in it, or like at least the most competitive teams in the league, and this can also work as like a way to like test uh death and also <laughs> your your pages are pretty loud. <laughs> are they really? Uh, wow. Yeah, but, I mean you're good. Yeah, no, you're good. But yeah, it's it, it's just funny. <laughs> they're, they're like extremely loud, but. But yeah, like it was just, that was just, if you're listening to audio, that was just um, Eric just going through script pages. <laughs> okay, my bad. Warning, headphone users. Yeah, I'm getting ready for the next segment. I'm getting ready for the next segment. All right. But yeah. Hey, at no, least you but, can hear me. Yeah. yeah no, I, as long as they can hear you, that's fine. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean. This this game is gonna be tough for Dynamo. Like if they can get a, a draw out of this one, I'll be extremely happy just based on the circumstances. But but yeah, it's it's looking pretty tough. So I, I would I would like to say a one one draw just to disappoint people because it it definitely looks like it's gonna be a high scoring game. Uh, just just based on like FC Cincinnati and just the, them being like a re- very impressive team. But I feel like it's gonna be one of those games that they try to like find the back of the net and it's gonna be like a, a low scoring loss for draw. So I hope it's a draw, and we'll see how that goes. 
Yeah, we'll see. And and it's most likely going to be the same lineup we've played against Dallas. So Barrett will probably be the striker again, you know, Bossy on the left and, or Bossy and Franco playing the wings. And then just our regular, just the, the back four. We, uh, we're thinking Escobar will be ready to play because we're hearing like he was like 80 or 90%. So they didn't risk him in the preseason against Dallas, but he'll be 100% for this game. If not, Unfortunately, Stairs will have to play that right side, even though he did well against friggin' Velasco. But, you know, we'll see. So we got the back four, Smith, Hadebe, Bartlow. Uh, we'll go with Escobar, the same three, Achiache, Coco, and Arthur, Bossi, Franco, and, and Baird maybe starting, unless Sebastian Fidea makes it back, which, he, man, he has to make it back. Otherwise, I'm going to go down to Paraguay, and uh, I'm going to interfere with their little – it's it's not Paraguay, it's our visas, but <laughs> God dang American visas. Let's get them in here, man. They've been here. Let's go. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Let's yeah. get here. <laughs> yeah, the season's starting, man. Apple yep. TV, Apple TV can pay y'all to, to, to get those visas uh, uh, hurried up. Yep. Expedite, expedite, expedite the process. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Hurry up. But, but yeah, that's pretty much all we can say about the season opera against Cincinnati because there's so much we can guess when it comes to starting 11, but we, we can just assume safely that it's going to look close to what we've seen against FC Dallas. And and yeah, and we, we're we going to move into Twitter questions, but before we move, we're there. We, let's get to our, like our bold predictions for the season because... We can definitely just make like safe predictions, uh, just based on how the season's gonna turn out. But I feel like we need to make like some bold claims or just like something that's gonna happen that's just outrageous. And I feel like you should start this one because you're you're like the main character when it comes to Dynamo. All right, man. Well, appreciate it, but not just <laughs> not just the bold prediction. I mean, I have a bold prediction for the season as far as win, loss, and draw. But I, okay. I think what. I think what we agreed on is to do is we're going to predict the first 12 games of the season, which I think is only fair. It's hard to predict the entire season because things change during the season. You bring in new players or whatever. So what we're going to do throughout the season here on noodle time is we're going to work or predict the first 12 games. And then we're going to predict the next 11. After that, that's 23 games in the season. The league's cup starts. So we got two games right there to predict and then when we come back, we have eleven games to finish off the season. So as the as the season goes on, we'll we'll kind of update y'all on, on on what we what we feel. And I don't know. I'm gonna run through it with you. And you know, Fox, tell me tell me what you think. This will just be the first twelve games. Win win loss or draw. You don't have to predict a score. Just win loss or draw. And we'll see how many points you got after the first twelve games. So at Cincinnati. At Cincinnati, I'm gonna say a draw. <laughs> At New England, New England, for this one, I'm gonna say loss. Austin at home to open the season. Big for tailgate, big tailgate, sell out to start the season too. Yeah, yeah. For this one, I'm gonna say draw. New NYC comes in after that. For this one, I'm gonna say win. It's going to be tough, but it's going to, I'm going to say win. Okay, okay. We're up to five so far. At San Jose. Oh, man. I'm going to say a win. Like a hard win. Ooh. Okay. LA Galaxy come home to us. 
in Houston. Mm. I'm gonna in say the, I'm gonna say in draw. the orange in the orange oven. I'm gonna say draw. Okay, we're at nine. All right, then we travel to New Jersey where we play the Red Bulls. Mm. Mm, that's gonna be a tough one. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say loss unfortunately. Okay, not not I agree with you. Miami at home. I'm gonna say win here. Twelve at LAFC. Oh man, yeah we're we're. <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna lose here. Like, if we got a draw, I'm gonna be so impressed, honestly. <laughs> I mean, we won there three to nothing last year. So, I mean, who says we can't do it again? I mean, but making a prediction, yes, obviously. Prove me wrong, please. Right, prove, prove me, wrong. <laughs> prove us both, prove us both wrong. Then we come back home to RSL. Okay, win. Okay, that's fifteen. We stay at home when we play Seattle. Win. Ooh, shit, that's eighteen. And then we finish <laughs> off the twelve game series at Minnesota. I'm going to say draw. All right, so you gave me 19 points right there. 19 points out of 12 right. games. That's seven plus over. That's a that's a, that's already – we finished with 38 last season. You gave us 19 in the first 12. So that's already a bonus, bro. All right, I'm, I'm going to run – I'm going to – go ahead. You want to you wanna, you wanna, you wanna add no, something to that? No, no, I mean – and even even just to think about it, like – they have like more points on the table to like earn, you know. They can always just prove me wrong with like their results. I say like draw or loss. And, yeah. And there's, there's just room to improve, you know. But but yeah, that's just what I think. But I just hope they just shut me up, <laughs> dude. I, and I'm with you too. Last year, I mean, even though how bad we were, and Nakamura just was not a tactical coach. He's a tactical idiot. I mean, eight games where we were winning one to nothing that we lost two to one after. Some of those were mainly after the last thirty minutes of the game, and like it's just ridiculous. We could have had a better record than what we had last year, even as bad as we played. But you know, so we're we're very optimistic soccer guy right here, and optimistic foxtrot right there. But you know, I'll, I'll run through my twelve real quick as well. I'm not nineteen points though, so you got me beat on that right there. At Cincinnati, I'm All gonna right. say a, I'm gonna say a loss. Okay, that's fine. All right. At New England, I'm gonna say a win. So I'm at three points right there. Okay. Okay. I right, see. I don't. New England. I don't think is. I don't think they they play better. I, I you know New England plays better at home. Petrovic is a great great keeper, but turf. Yeah. So turf. We got. Watch we, out. <laughs> we, yeah, but they play on turf too. I mean, they're used to it, but whatever. So Austin's gonna come here, and I think it's a home opener. It's gonna be a sellout. the The supporter section, if it it was. Threatened to be sold out two days ago when this episode is being recorded on a Monday night. Saturday, it was threatened that she's going to be sold out if it's not by now. The rest of the stadium will be sold out for the home opener. Gets Austin, great job, MLS, for giving us the, for their first game home opener. I see a draw, unfortunately. Both teams are going to go home unhappy. They'll just be able to go home just drinking. So... I'm up to four points right now. NYC will come in the next week, and I do see a loss right there. Unfortunately, uh, we just can't we just can't continue the play out at San Jose. We're gonna draw San Jose because it's gonna be one of those two to two or three to three frigging games. They have no defense. We can score. We know how we play San Jose, i.e. the four yep. three game last year. You know, I like that one. Yeah. So, LA Galaxy come in here. I think we play them. We always play them well, by the way. But I think that'll be a draw as well at the same time. Then going to NYRB, uh, I'm hoping to go to that game. Still trying to work that out and the the the, the kinks and all that. Uh, 
I don't see us winning that game in, in New Jersey, so that's going to be an L. We come home to Miami, and I'm getting a lot of mixed reviews in Hinchada with a lot of people saying Miami's going to win their game, but no, we are going to win against Miami in Houston. So that's a win for us. LAFC at LAFC, that's a loss. I agree with you, right? Okay. RSL, <laughs> RSL comes here. We're not doing the 0-0 tie again, so that's a win for us. That's a win at home. Seattle comes in the following week, and that's going to be a loss. Seattle's just going to be too tough. They're going to be ready this year, and they're not going to play like they did last year in the season. They're not focused. They're focused on everything else, but they're just too strong. They might, they could possibly win the Western Conference if they put everything together. And then at mm. Minnesota, I don't trust Minnesota one bit, so that's going to be a win. So when you add, <laughs> I do I like not, that. bro. And like, <laughs> look, they're about to kick right. They're about to kick their best player off the team. And then what do they got to back it up, man? I mean, you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying you're right. (laughs) It's funny. Okay. Hey, (laughs) we got to bring it. We got to keep it real, right? So three, four, five, six, nine, 12. I've got 13 points in the, in the first 12 games, but that that's fine. That's one, Two, three, four wins, four wins, right? And three draws. Four wins, three draws, and a, a few losses there. So one, two, three, four, five losses. Just to start the season out. And that's kind of expected. We're still trying to find our form. They haven't been playing well, hadn't been playing much together yet. That's a tough schedule to start the season out at the same time. So I'm going with 13 points to start the season off out of, out of 12 games, but we're going to have four wins. We're going to have four wins. So we're on oh, a yeah. and, and that's pretty realistic. And before we get to the Twitter questions, I, I need your bold prediction. Dude, 15 wins, 11 losses, and 8 draws for 53 points. 53 oh, points. Oh, my goodness. Last year, that was good for, <laughs> I think, fourth fourth place. I'm I'm predicting sixth place to ninth place. I will be disappointed if we're tenth or, or or lower. Very disappointed at this point of the season. I'll be very disappointed. But I think I even posted a Twitter question on uh, on a uh, uh, noodle noodle tempio today, and it's like, hey, these are the MLS predicted the 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 rankings, and I put eight through fourteen, and they obviously have us at thirteen. They're stupid. They're stupid. Okay. Oh, sorry. PG. They're stupid. <laughs> They're stupid. <laughs> and we're not finishing in thirteenth. I, I I feel like we're we're better than a lot of these teams that that they've got predicted from eighth to to third to eight to fourteenth. So I, I feel like that we could be sixth or seventh. And uh, the way the season ends for us, we're gonna we're gonna push ourselves in. So my bold prediction is 53 friggin' points, 15 wins, 11 losses, eight draws. And to give a shout out to Rashawn, because Rashawn has been six months, 15 wins, 15 wins, 15 wins with no context. He just says 15 wins gets us in the playoffs. Rashawn, I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. (laughs) Man, my bold prediction. Yeah. It's going to be that Corey Baird is going to finish with more goals than Ferreira. Oh yeah, my at, god. Um, oh. And and look, it's it's not a bad thing because No, it's not. If, it could be a great thing. It, it can be a great thing. And like if 
if Ferreira scores 23 goals, that means Dorsey's going to have more goals, which means there's a good chance Woo! we're going to win more games. So, I, I mean, it's a, it's a win-win in, in a sense. And, and, <laughs> and look, like, if that happens, that'll be, like, the best thing ever, ever. And I probably have to, like, buy Dorsey's jersey by now because, like, uh, I will see uh, outside of just, like, uh, everything going on in the offseason. <laughs> Just like a Corey Barry scoring goals out of nowhere, like it's I'm pretty much it's it's um we're not ready honestly. I'm gonna keep saying that we're not ready for Corey Jacob Bird. Corey Jacob Baird. If Corey Jacob Baird scores that many goals, I'll make Chris the bad guy give you the jer- the signed jersey he has of Corey Baird. That way yeah. you can wear it. it. It will fit you two at the same time. But I was going to say, like, Sebastian Fidel was going to score 17 or 18. So if Corey Baird can score more than that, Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah. Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> and he can still score 18 goals. But that will mean uh, Corey Baird's going to score 25 goals. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. Yes. And and what does that mean for the Dynamo? What does that mean for the Dynamo? More dubs. Def- more, more dubs. Wins. Definitely a definitely a playoff team. I mean, oh as long God. as long as we as long as we defend, we're gonna win those games. But, but yeah. Optimistic Fox Trot, baby. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. All yeah. right. Well, I mean, I went with fifty three. You went with Baird. So woo shit. <laughs> hey, y'all hear y'all heard it here. Y'all heard it here. Yeah. Yeah, noodle, noodle time says it's game time. It's forever orange time, man. <laughs> yep. Let's get into Twitter questions before we leave this great episode. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We'll, you know, we'll start. I guess I got them here in a little bit of an order. So, Chipito uh, is the first one I have right here. Chipito, man, we love you, bro. Comes from Hinchada. Uh, he 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 gets out when he can. And and visits us in in person at the same time. And hey, check his wife out. She's got a great bakery. She sells on Instagram. Go check it out. It's a uh, sweets or so- oh, shit. Sorry, Chapito man. I ain't got it in front of me. But everybody, check out Chapito. He'll set you up. You know where to find yep. him. But he asked he asked the question. We need to win all our games by the 60th minute. Otherwise, we have to start digging into our bench. We're in serious trouble. I mean that's that's pretty much just correct, and, and one of the main worries just for like the past several years now is just like dropping results past the seventy five minute, or seventy fifth, or even seventieth minute, and yeah. and yeah, like it's it it's definitely a thing that can be fixed with Ben Olsen, but it's just a matter of proving that you know, and and with and thankfully like there's been like a change of they're still applying that change of culture, and obviously they they changed the players that had to leave, and they're adding that that depth on on the bench, but. It's just a matter of putting the results at this point and just uh, Ben Olsen uh, playing his pieces correctly. I think our biggest depth question right now is going to be center midfield because we have our three sure starters, but then you have three rookies backing them up. Yeah. And, and yes, Bossy, Bossy's going to play more some of that where Archer might not be playing and Bossy plays more of that cam and then Coco plays up and Achiache plays backer or Achiache sits the bitch and Arthur plays. So, but your your backups right now are three rookies where it's it's Brooklyn Reigns, it's Castilla, it, and it's going to be Augusta or how you say his name. So three question marks, even though we know Castilla and Reigns are, are hyped and we know what – Reigns did for us last year in Dose. We know what Castilla did with Dose, and now for Colombia at the U20 pre-World Cup, which they've qualified for the World Cup. So we're going to miss him again during the season to go to the World Cup. But 
So that, that's our biggest question mark. Uh, left wing and right wing, we have a lot of players. Achara, who we have not mentioned, is still having visa issues. So he's still not with the team. But when he comes back, he's somebody who could been potentially be somebody that's going to help up over there. Nelson Q, you know, uh, he's he's going to be a backup right there. So, uh, you know, bench is, bench is a question mark. But, we you know, defense, we know where we're at right there. Everybody has there. But there are question marks again because they don't get much playing time. So depth is a question, but the potential is there. Agree? Yep. All right. Next question is from Rashawn, who we said. This one's a little weird, but it's okay. Had Seabass cut or let it cut hair or let it grow last season so he could score even more goals? <laughs> Did his hair have anything to do with his goals? Hey, man, look, as long as it works, if it, if, if it ain't broke, they'll fix it, you know? But, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's debatable for sure, and obviously no, it, that type of situation. It, <laughs> it had a lot like, to do with his wife. It had a lot to do with his wife, who got married during the off season. Sebastian Fidel. Yep. he got married, so yeah, yeah. She made him look the way he looks now, on point. So that's why. Yep. That's what the that's what the haircut was. That's what the haircut was. And for he sure. needs to he needs to fly so his hair doesn't take up the turbulence. Right, right, right. Oh yeah, the aerodynamics for sure. Like just yeah. running down the field. Yeah, like looking at your hair right now, it's gonna slow you down a little bit, man. It's a little thick. You might not be able to run. Oh so yeah, fast. I was, I'm I'm gonna cut it this weekend. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna Uh-oh. be ready for the opening op, uh, opening weekend for sure. Oh, are you going to opening day? By the way, let's just get into that. Uh, no, I can't unfortunately. <laughs> what? I just gotta be. I'll I'll be there mentally. I'll be there mentally. <laughs> for for Austin, you can't be there. Oh, for oh, I, I thought you said yeah. like, this this game. No, oh, yeah, no I'm, I'm gonna I, be there. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be for the home opener, not not this okay, game. Okay, yeah, yeah. the home opener, a home opener. Of We're course, not, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to Cincinnati either. I wish I could, but no, I'm not going to Cincinnati. I got other road games that I'm trying to plan for. You know? Cincinnati was not one I could plan for, but yeah, okay, good. All right, making sure you're just there for the Austin game. Got your ticket? Oh yeah. I'll get it, and and yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm gonna try to get it from the supporter section, but it's sold out. Uh, but I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll make it though. Andale way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a code to use too, and you're in that group. Oh yeah. Use that code. I know. I know. From that group, and get your freaking ticket, bro. And if you don't use it, yeah. you can't go or whatever. Just give it to the group. They'll use it. You know who we are. You know who you are. Yeah. Where are they at? Oh yeah, for sure. Right there, yeah. <laughs> All y'all listen to audio, don't have a clue. <laughs> All right. All right. Rashawn has another question. He's like, what what you guys think? Ivan Franco, overhyped guy, or is he right on? I mean, it's still pretty early, and we've only seen preseason, and there's definitely a chance he can just be overhyped, but at the same time, he has a high ceiling still, so it's um so what um, long way to go, in my opinion. And I, I'm not going to say that he was overhyped. I think the 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 where he gets the overhyped is is because he played with Sebastian Fidea for what one season or whatever it was. He knows Sebastian. He's like best friends with Sebastian. 
I think that's what the overhype is. And so he, he already knows who the guy is. And it's even brought in questions up in Hinchada. Sorry, Chapito, who's asked the question, who's who's the who, who's going to start the left wing, Bossy or Franco? And I don't think that's a question. I think the statement is Bossy's going to start over Franco on the left side. Franco still has a lot to prove. Like you said, he still has a lot of potential, and he has a very high ceiling. And I'm hoping that he can figure it out. At the same time, he has not drank milk since he was probably a year and a half years old. <laughs> he, he is a skinny guy, so and he he doesn't use his uh, his balance his balance well. But you know what? Hopefully, his hair will keep him straight up, and and uh, he he can use that as his strength. So he is a little guy, a skinny guy. And you could say Bossy is a little guy, but it seems like Bossy's just got more has got more strength to him and knows how to balance himself down to the world. I mean, he is just tall, so he's it's harder to knock him down whenever you ain't got much to knock down. But uh, you know, Franco's a tall, lengthy guy and he's just he's just a little guy at the same time. So hopefully but he he's obviously performed some, so he's gonna he's gonna have his plus and his minuses during the season. He's not gonna be a papa. Not going to be a one-trick pony. Yep. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to, we'll just call him Cheese It. Uh, cheese It to Twitter. Cheese It to Twitter. <laughs> cheese, <laughs> Please, it. Uh, cheese It to Twitter. I, I love this name. RC yeah. Boss, Vanderkust, and Escobar going to be good for this game. Saw they had permanent issues with the Vander, with, with Vanderkust Harley training. I do wonder if Smith. Is Smith kissing up? So I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and chime in. We've kind of answered this question a little bit during the show, just on accident without even seeing the question. But, but yeah, so I'll, I'll let you chime in right there. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I don't expect to play at this weekend, mostly just because of the of the, the main issues going on with the visas. And, and yeah, like, it, I just hope it's resolved. And I feel like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be resolved, like, uh, sometime in the season, maybe a couple of weeks from now, but I don't expect them pretty this early, especially with how quite the Dynamo are, and and that that can change over a matter of days or like a day or two before the game starts. So we'll we'll see how that goes. I just hope it goes uh, fine or just like as resolved as soon as possible. But I don't expect them to see a uh, playing time like in the next couple of weeks until this there's resolved at least. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Seabass, we don't know if he's going to be back and ready for Cincinnati game. If he if he's all of a sudden just gets it back tomorrow or Wednesday or even Thursday, he's starting in Cincinnati no matter what, no matter what. So we need him to hurry up and get back. Vanderkuss is not here. He's not training with the team. So even if he does get his visa and comes in with the team, he will not he will not start. He he might not even play. So he might be on the bench if he's lucky because he has nothing but the team so far. Escobar, Escobar is ready. He, he has a little knock. So if Escobar is ready to play on Saturday, he will play on the right side and he will start on the right side over. Obviously, Dorsey's not going to play. So we need that right back. So that's that's the three right there, permit issues. And Smith, Smith, I'm okay with Smith starting on the left right now. But as far as what he's shown us in the – in the off season and from highlights from last year, I don't know why the guy had to go through two trials just to make a team this year. It just doesn't fit the formation or whatever, or the style. That's, that's fine. So uh, I'm good. 
Yeah, she made it to starter for sure, like early on, but, but yeah, yeah, I agree with yeah. that. Yeah, and Brad Smith's not far behind. He's in cleats. He's been warming up. He's been playing. He actually got time in Mexico. Uh, we can't confirm if he got any other time any other anywhere anywhere else. He obviously didn't play against Dallas since we saw that game, but, you know, Smith, uh, Smith is not far behind. You know, and how do we go from Cheez-It to cheese? We go from Cheez-It to Whisk Cheese, and, and – I love this, cheese, man. It's pretty good. Cheese, hey. As long as it's cheese it's or it's on my hamburger or something like that. Cheese by itself? No, nah, get the hell out of here. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> But he says, do y'all ever see a return of 713 nights? Absolutely. If if they like fans and they want more fans to show to the stadium, they have to do 713 nights because like every single time they do a 713 night, solid attendance. Like I don't care about your like people's just like superstition of having a bad performance of seven one three night, it's pretty successful when it comes to just like fans showing up to the stadium. They pr- they pretty much have like solid attendance, not necessarily like sellouts, but it's it's pretty solid every single time the seven one three night. So they they should bring it back for sure. Solid attendance. So let's go ahead and the, let's talk about seven one three seven one three the. The, the FOs came out and said that it kind of devalutized the club as a whole. And so they're doing less of 713 nights. So 713, you're not, you will not see them on a Saturday night anymore. If they do see them on a Saturday night, it'll be a last second notice. And, and just because how the season's been going and they're just trying to populate generation. But you will see a 713 night on a Wednesday night during the week. We do yeah. have four home, seven Wednesday night games, three of them on the road, four at home. And most likely that's when you will see the 713 or during an open cup where you see a 713 and where people don't go to an open cup game and they'll do, hey, this is 713 night. That'll bring more people in and that'll put you into the concessions. It makes more sense. So 713 night, we will see. You will not see on a Saturday night. I can guarantee that right now. That's another bold sure. prediction. It will be on a Wednesday night during the regular season, four times during the Open Cup, uh, and definitely not during the League Cup. They're going to expect to sell the League Cup out if we get a home game, which I, I don't even think that's even possible. So, sorry, cheese. No, yeah, and you're also right. And something that I also forgot to bring up, that essentially the club – Pretty much already took a stance on that that it just devalues uh the the product on the field and just like the experience in general and and yeah there's definitely a point to that uh but at the same time it's it's pretty just hard to ignore just like the results if if has had on attendance and just like the the atmosphere in general but it, it's also smart to just like leave it on Wednesdays because those are the days that they have a tough time uh selling tickets and just having button seats in general and it will it would be just pretty smart to just like plan those around Wednesdays. So that would be pretty cool. And it's not like tickets are expensive on a Saturday night. We're not the noisy neighbors from the West who charge a million dollars to go to the game. So go to the game. Yep. Go to the game, bro. You can figure it out. You know, we can figure it out. So Hattie's got a question and a follow-up question. Hattie from the Surge. What's up, bro? From Dead yep. Pres- You know, mm-hmm. Hattie, the Dash, the Surge, you know, one of our mm-hmm. biggest, biggest supporters here, man. All right, so this one's kind of going to be a little bit of a deep question for you, Fox. Thoughts on the schedule, breakdown of the – oh, sorry, this is a dash question. That's okay. That's okay. I guess we'll throw that in there. Unless they got – you know, we'll throw it in there. He asked – we'll answer. Uh, 
whatever. Wes. So thoughts on the schedule. Breakdown of the Challenge Cup matches. Should current depth be good enough to take us on two trophies? Didn't we answer that last week? We did, didn't we? We kind of did last week for uh, the Dutch. Um, <laughs> that one got mixed up. Sorry, Hattie. I know you're, if you're listening, bro, I think we did answer that last week. <laughs> uh, sorry, Hattie, that was going Hattie to the... Tr- the... No, you're good. <laughs> Hattie, Hattie gets the the crumble paper sound on the microphone. That's how he gets. <laughs> All right, yeah, that, that's pretty. That's pretty fun. <laughs> Sorry, that's my no, bad, I mean, Hattie. I mean, but just for the sake of that, uh, I feel like the dash definitely answers some questions when it comes to just the roster in general. But it's just a matter of like consistency for them and seeing how they handle the uh, the Challenge Cup in the middle of the World Cup and just that mess in general. But yeah. Uh, well, we did answer that in the, in the last episode for the uh, for the dash, but but yeah, that's pretty much what we can give now. <laughs> I thought I thought it sounded familiar. So as, yeah. as since we're talking about the dash, let's go ahead and let everybody know who's listening, who doesn't pay attention to Twitter much or to Instagram or to Facebook, what's happening on the twenty second. Well, the new Houston Dash jersey is coming out, so it's going to be great. <laughs> and that will be the jersey I'm getting first this season. I have my orange dynamo yes. right right here. I'm wearing it. I'm wearing it. I've got the Bio City black. I do not have a Dash uniform. As a matter of fact, I don't even have a Dash shirt, which I'm disappointed. But I have my Dash towel and then my Dash towel below it. So I've got my Dash... <sighs> Let's go. Towels. So, yeah, I got my dad's <laughs> towels where I could just scream and yell and just throw shit at people, keeping them in my hands at the same time. But I, I yeah. need that I need that jersey. I'm going to get that jersey first. Uh, I, I know it's Nike and the, the Dynamo or Adidas, so we're going to see what kind of differences they have. Obviously, it's going to have the blue with the with, in the D for the dash. I think we, we saw hints of it today. But that's my jersey. Obviously, we know who you're getting on the back of your jersey. I'm curious as if I need to go personalize or if I should get a player on the back of my jersey. Go ahead and tell people hey, who man. you're getting in case they're not paying attention to you. It's <laughs> The player I'm getting on the back of my jersey is definitely not Barbara Olivieri. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's definitely, it's definitely Barbara <laughs> Olivieri. But yeah, I'm, <laughs> and that's going to be like my second dash jersey and my first like orange or like home or primary that's jersey, which I'm pretty much looking forward to. And I'm just holding up to the Dynamo jersey for a little bit. I'll see if I can just get it like somewhere for less because the authentic with um, the decals are just personalized for that for Dynamo is two hundred dollars and that's expensive. So and you Ridiculous. can probably just buy you can yeah, you, you can pretty much just buy like two dash jerseys with that money or just like one and a half, but still like it's pretty expensive and I can probably find it down the road uh for less. So and you know I'll what? keep an I... eye on for the Dynamo one, which I'm I'm gonna get at some point. But the Dash one's good. It's gonna be my my first jersey this year. And we can wear the Dash one to a Dynamo game. Half the people yep. won't know a difference. We're still wearing the orange. We're still gonna have the hexagon because uh, they said they're gonna be similar. Just want to be Adidas, want to be Nike. So we don't know what difference is gonna be. Obviously, the one difference I think is you're not gonna get the. I think. Uh shoot, I don't have a picture of it. So I don't think we'll get the three three stripe right here in the in the bold. So something a little bit different, but I, I definitely that's the jersey I need to get. I missed out on the, the away jersey last year. The white with the sky blue or the bio city blue, sorry. But I think that's the one I need to get. And I am trying we we 
the surge as well are trying really hard and i think we're going to try to plan an away trip this year for the dash and we're going to follow them and i'm hoping it's the san diego game oh yeah that's that, that sounds like fun honestly and and yeah i mean just in general we just gotta go out there and support the dash and just coming out of last year they um they know the support we can get and definitely the search is part of that uh uh fan base just pushing more than animal fans to support the dash rightfully so and and yeah no i mean go catch a game it's worth it dude you're not kidding man the dash are fun they play great soccer Granted, a lot of the fans are not there. They're still growing. But the way we finished off last season, making the playoffs, selling out for the playoff game, y'all need to go watch the Dash. The Dash are fun. And the players the players are more personalized to the fans at the same time, too, than, than the Dynamo players are. Sorry, Dynamo players, but uh, y'all should come say hi a little more often. You know, the, just – the dash, uh, we, we love them. We enjoy them, and they're playing. They're just so fun to watch. Now, can they score more goals a season? Obviously, from last episode, we think yes. With the improvements they made, and Sam Lady's going to come in here, and he's going to put the right roster on the field, and we're going to do something. So, Dynamo and Dash, another bowl prediction, will both make the playoffs this season. Yep, that that's a bowl one. I'll, I'll and I'll take that for sure. And I'm guessing before we close out the episode, you want to add anything else? The same as always, man. Y'all know where to find us at Dynamics Foxtrox, whichever side. He's on. He's on this side right here. When you're looking at the video, sorry. And then at Old Soccer Guy yeah. <laughs> at at what is it? Noodle Tempio on Twitter. Noodle Tempos, yeah, you got Noodle, it. Noodle Tempio, and just like hey, follow us, and then. Hey, so uh, Fox, tell us all the all the platforms where you can listen to the audio version besides on YouTube. Oh no, yeah, and obviously uh, on the on the main link when you go to Android uh, Tiempo, uh, Anchor is gonna take you to pretty much all the listening platforms, which essentially includes like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're still working to get the podcast up on Amazon Music. For some reason, it went down. We're also working on, on fixing that, and also. Um, iHeartRadio and and also like the video version obviously on YouTube but yeah those are usually just like the most popular ones uh, that people listen to and hey please even if you don't listen to the whole episode or whatever give us a thumbs up give us a like rate us Tell us what you think about in the comments on any of those platforms. Tell us what you think about us in the in the comments on Twitter let us let us know how what you think how you feel hey man. W- me, for one, I'm here. I support Houston all the way, the Dynamo, the Dash, Dose. I support the other pods that are going out right there and bringing it every day. And just uh, everybody's out there, you know. And y'all know who they are. Uh, give, give, them, give them support. Give us the support. And just, uh, hey, you know, let us know what y'all think. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll give you a shout out. Oh, yeah, of course. And we always listen to your feedback. And obviously, thank you just for uh, listening uh, for this long and obviously tuning in for all the episodes. And I- even if it's just a video version or the audio version, like we, uh, we love you. We just love you to have you here, honestly, and, and taking your time to listen listen to us for all kinds of stuff. And yeah, you already know it. Hey, one last thing, man. 
Discord, La Hinchada. If you're a dynamo, you dash or dose, and you're, you're you you want to talk, you want to talk, you want to debate, you just want to you just want to hear what's going on. That's one place you can come join us. Hit hit me up on the DMs, and uh, uh, we'll get you in there and and let you know what's going on. There's another place. Sorry, there's another place you can go and and just check information out. And uh, Twitter's not the best place. You got to look for information. But if you want to know information, DM us, and we'll get you into the right places. And you'll you'll be one of those that are in the know, and you'll know what's going on at all times. And it's fun. It's fun. There's a lot going on at the same time. So can you keep up? Join us. Yep. And yeah, I mean, just like that. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned for this season. It's going to be a, a big season. And it's there's just a long way to go. And, and yeah, you just got to support however you can. And hopefully, like, on the platform, especially when it comes to Discord and Twitter, I do get that information. So, so yeah. I mean, just, just stay, stay tuned for all that. And just stay noodle, really. And what else do we do? Stay noodle, yeah. Hold it down. Hold it down. Yeah. H is up. H is up. Just like that. Mm-hmm. H is up. And yeah. hey, we're hope we're hey. What else do you do during the middle of the week? Espanol. Yeah. Uh, dinamico. <laughs> the next one is coming up pretty soon. Uh, we'll get that recorded on Friday, so we can get more time with our mom to record. But yeah, we're still due for the um, the dashes and recap. And and hopefully we can get Herman on after the Cincinnati game. We we do want to bring him on to the English side as well, and just say, you know, you know, me and Herman from Dynalytics, so we 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 still bros here at the same time. So hopefully he can come on during the and recap the Cincinnati game with us, and hopefully during the season he can hop in here and there. Hopefully during the season, Foxtrot Tony can come on and, and give us yep. a few a, a few verbiage. Uh, you know, he's he's still pretty active in the uh, Discord nation so uh we're, we're looking forward to it we got a lot to go in this season we got a lot of news to bring you and uh you know h is up yep stay noodle y'all